Do you love dressage? Are you looking to inspire your ride? Do you long to learn the secrets of truly great riders? Yes? Then you're in the right place. Join classically trained, internationally competitive dressage rider JJ Tate as she brings inspired conversations, in-depth discussions, and a healthy dose of humor to the world of dressage. Join JJ and her new generation of classical riders in this adventure called Dressage Life. Today's episode was originally featured in JJ's online community, Team Tate TV, a private Facebook group of inspired and supportive dressage lovers just like you. If you're on Facebook, we welcome you to join the conversation there. You'll find the date for the original recording in the show notes. And now, here's JJ. Tonight, um, I want to <sighs> whine about rehab. Not for people, for horses. <laughs> um, and I, I actually might complain about it a little bit because rehab just sucks. And uh, there's good ways to go about it. And there's definitely, um, I have strong feelings about that. and. Uh, and I was going to say, I hope Dr. Perkins is on this call because um, Dr. Tate and Dr. Perkins are a pretty good duo uh, when it comes to rehab and, and things like that. But a couple of quick announcements. Um, always remember that we're almost up to 3,500 people in the academy. So I think we got like another 150 people to go. So always remember when we reach that number, you and the person who invited you both get free access to the working student for a year in the academy. You get a hat, you get a show chic, um, some coupons and some Revitavet coupons and a journal. So we're gonna like set you all up. So make sure you keep inviting all your friends. And if any of you ever have any interesting subjects you want me to cover, um, you could probably just Facebook message me. Um, I, I always have lots to say about a lot of things, so always happy to hear, you know, different topics and what you wanna what you wanna hear about. Um, we have oh on Monday um, we have our first tack room chat, so that's exciting. We had our first um, coaches meeting yesterday, and it was really fun. They are my hand selected people. They're my peeps, part of my tribe, and they are gonna um, field any questions that's inside the academy, but that's uh, open to everyone, working students, apprentices, and trainers. And um, we're gonna have a Zoom meeting every two weeks. We're gonna have pre-selected videos that you guys are gonna go over. Uh, Catherine and Sharice and I went over all of the videos and you know, put two videos together so you'll know which two videos you're gonna review that day. Um, it'll give you like a couple weeks to work on it so you know kind of what's coming in the next two weeks. Um, and then everyone's gonna be able to get together and have a Zoom talk and um, we're gonna help troubleshoot, you know, issues that you're having at home when you are applying these things to your own horses. Uh, so that'll be really fun. And uh, Ashley Perkins, my right-hand girl, she's gonna be like always like probably like the main coach she's gonna be there every time and then we're gonna have guest coaches um out of again like people who have worked with me for 10 years people that i would send my own horses to you know have in training so we're really excited to get that started and we'll do a big announcement and like introduce you to guys all to the coaches and we're excited so that's gonna happen um starting next monday every other monday 
forever. <laughs> so it'll be really fun to, um, you know, just get everybody together. I also personally always answer the questions uh, under each video and I, I love to do that. So if you wanna uh, ask me directly, you can do that under the videos of all the videos. Um, but it's gonna be really great to have everybody be able to have a conversation uh, in person. So, oh, and I see Wendy. Hey, Wendy, I'm so glad that you are home and sending you all my love. You and short, you and short mom and short dad. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, next week for the apprentices and the trainers, we have our once a month lecture and I'm gonna be talking about um, problem solving and like the methodology about how to do that. Um, we've talked about the seed and we've talked about how to develop your horse through strength and skill. And I thought, you know, now that we really start to work on some of those things, I thought to go through how do we work through problems when we're by ourselves? Like how do we figure out um, what to do, why I'm doing it, when it's not working, how do I back up and fill in the, fill in the cracks that the horse isn't understanding? Um, we're gonna talk about the horse's three evasions, speed, inversion, and crookedness. So how that relates to all horses, they all do that. Um, so that's a really great way to also think about that your horse is not doing it directly to you. <laughs> it's uh, part of the science of riding and that's what makes our job, you know, as the rider, we can really be patient and thoughtful and not emotional and short-tempered, <laughs> which is sometimes what we want to do. Um, but again, we're always working on our equestrian virtues of, you know, being a good person. So horses just, you know, show up for us all the time to, you know, get over ourselves and do better. <laughs> so, you know, um, that'll be a really fun lecture to do and that's gonna be next Wednesday. And uh, yeah, so there was a couple people, um, I'm sure some of you saw, there was a post about um, Summer, my heart horse, the Red Queen. She uh, suffered um, what seemed to be kind of like a minor injury uh, the end of last summer. And then uh, we attempted to rehab it and it was kind of doing okay. And then it just wasn't doing okay. And so now she's had um, some full time off uh, I actually attempted to breed her and that, that she did not want to do that. So we're skipping that. Um, but uh, yeah, so rehab is a, is a serious thing. It's a, you know, terrible, annoying, long, depressing process. But, you know, as always, you know, we need to take the time it takes and not the time we want it to take. <laughs> So I thought I would just, you know, give a couple words of advice on what we do in our program. Um, I have to say we're pretty fortunate to not have a lot of injuries in our stable. Um, I do think, you know, I spoke a couple weeks ago about proper vet care, about maintenance. Um, we like to stay ahead of any kind of injuries. So, you know, but you are going to have that time when, you know, you, you can't avoid it. And then, you know, I always say to my vet when they roll out their stool and they come with the ultrasound machine, I'm always like, don't make me cry today. Don't, don't make me cry. Um, because it's always like this horrible um, drop in your stomach when it's like, oh, you know, that, that ultrasound doesn't look normal. Uh, and then it becomes 
well, all the questions start to come. Like what, what isn't normal? What can we look at the other leg? You know, that's, you know, what's kind of going to go over a couple things in our checklist to say, you know, how do we find out the right answers or the right questions to ask? Um, because it really becomes seeking to understand the injury. Um, and I have a lot of people who call me, um, I hope Christiana gets on this call, but, uh, um, you know, a lot of my clients all over the country call me when they've gotten this devastating news from their vet of, oh my God, it might need surgery. It needs to be retired, you know, all these things. And that's not always the case. And so I want to help everybody get like a good perspective of, um, you know, how to proceed. You know, once the vet rolls, rolls on his little wheelie stool and he starts to pack up his ultrasound machine and you're like faced with this, oh my God, I have to hand walk this thing. Great. You know, what am I going to do? Um, I think the questions begin and I think we always look at the other leg. I think it's always really important to figure out what's normal for that horse. Um, maybe that weird structure is exactly the same on the other leg. And then it's like, okay, you know, that, that looks the same. Okay. So then that might be normal for that horse. Um, and I, Carol just wrote, uh, yeah, when the block keeps going higher up the leg and lands on that high suspensory, major stomach drop. You know, it's really interesting about that is a lot of times vets don't don't block. And I, um, again, it's so much about um, asking questions and finding information. You know, you need to be the spokesperson for your horse. So asking a lot of questions is absolutely normal. And I would say your horse would appreciate that. I mean, we've had horses that have been seen by not our regular vet, but a different vet. And I was actually, I think away um, on a family vacation, which like has never happened. And we were gone for like two weeks in Africa. And uh, I come home and all of a sudden there's like a suspensory on one of my client's horses. And I'm like, well, did you block it? And did you ride them blocked? You know, like the whole process didn't totally make sense. And um, you really need to do the work. You really need to put the time in. We had another horse actually this winter that we were ultrasounding his hind suspensories and they did not look great. And he's like an older Grand Prix horse. And we're like, ooh, you know, that, uh, they, they kind of look a little similar, but this one leg is a little bit worse. And then we blocked it. And it did not, it did not, it did not fix him. So we just did something very simple and injected his hocks and he was fine. You know, so I think it's always like, you gotta understand what's happening in the leg. What's the normal. We take notes when the vet is there because it's really easy to um, forget about things that they said, or, oh, there's a little bit um, disrupted fibers here. Write that down. Uh, so that the next time or in a year, you'd be like, oh, no, I remember that from last time, two years ago, that was also in there. You know, it's really important to um, write down the information so it's easy to forget, especially when you're worried or you're anxious or you're running the horse yourself. Take notes. 
um, get the report from your vet. You know, this, these are the moments when your horse needs you the most um, to be his spokesperson and to really figure out what's going on with him. So then it's important to do the diagnostics. We lunge on hard ground. We lunge on soft ground. We block. Then maybe we ride. We ride without blocking. We ride with blocking. Like you really need to determine like what exactly is going on. Because it's easy to just like ultrasound the one suspensory and be like, oh, I mean, that doesn't look right. It's probably a suspensory. Let's shockwave it and, you know, go forward from there. Or for sure, give them stall rest. For me, I hate stall rest. Not only because the horse becomes like, in, in Summer's case, like a red flag on the end of my lead rope. Um, it's also not natural. Like I absolutely hate to like put the horse up in the stall if I don't have to. So for me, keeping the, the workout, you know, light, even just tack walking, I wanna keep the turnout the same. Um, it's also, we call, we call it actually um, Dr. Green is probably the best remedy for everyone is uh, Dr. Green pasture. You know, sometimes just giving the horse a break and, you know, just letting them nature take its course and, you know, letting them sort of heal themselves for me is the best, the best way. Um, I've had a couple of older horses, uh, Chip, I'm sure some of you remember Chip, uh, Cam Bay, one of my, uh, another one of my hard horses. Um, we dropped him off at Wendy's house and he had um, imploded a check ligament. So he had this like giant bump on his leg and he was never super lame from it, but it was clearly like not okay. And we just turned him out at Wendy's house. And sometime over that winter, I think he did the other leg too, because by the time I picked him up, I was like, whoa, like you got matching front legs now, but he was totally sound. And he came back to work for probably another three years um, and retired, you know, in his early twenties. So not all the news, you know, I think it's, again, especially when the injury first happens, like if he's, you see the horse running around and I come in and then their leg is fat and you're like, Oh my God, I should get it ultrasounded right away. You know, the thing is when the injury first happens, there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of swelling, there's a lot of inflammation. It's angry. It's really important to just calm it down. Calm it down for a week or two. Ice it, poultice it, whatever. And, you know, don't rush in that moment to go look at the ultrasound machine because you're not going to get a clear view of exactly what's happening anyway. Um, you're going to see all the inflammation and this, maybe there's even bleeding going on in there because it's, uh, you know, bruised even. And, you know, just give the horse a rest. You know, um, as I say, like not every bump in the night is an ax murderer. Uh, not every leg swelling is a torn suspensory. Uh, and it's easy to go there. You know, all of us are just like, oh my God, he broke his leg. You know, I, I actually did that this winter. <laughs> um, I really did actually think his leg was broke. I thought his splint bone was broken, but I was wrong, thank God. Uh, Dr. Perkins talked me off the ledge. Um, but no, we're not actually vets. But um, with all this experience, we, uh, we have a lot, uh, a lot of experience. But again, we're really fortunate. Um, a lot of our horses are healthy. We don't have a lot of soft tissue problems. But I do think that's because 
Um, we know we properly walk our horses before we ride them. We warm up them properly. We've got a very good farrier. We've got very good footing. We also ride them on hard ground, out on the grass. Um, they get a lot of turnout. Um, you know, we ice, we theraplate, um, we revite a vet, you know, we, we have like all the things to do. Um, and again, we're also really um, ahead of it with the maintenance that we spoke about in one of the last lives of, you know, you really, at the end of the day, what you want to do is prevent injury and get ahead of them before they happen. Would you like to learn to communicate in a way that your horse can better understand? Check out Team Tate Academy, JJ's online classical dressage academy. As a member, you'll gain clarity through the USDF accredited lesson library, monthly Zoom meetings, and twice monthly live study groups called the Tack Room Chats. Join the community and benefit from connecting with a fun, passionate, and like-minded group of dressage lovers just like you. Be supported and empowered to make the progress you and your horse deserve, regardless of age, level, or background. Be inspired. JJ's commitment to your success shines through in every lesson and lecture. Let JJ's belief in you and your horse transfer over to every one of your rides. Visit teamtateacademy.com slash podcast today to find links to join our monthly Zoom meetings, purchase mini courses and live stream replays, and of course, join the wait list for the next open enrollment. If you're faced with, ugh, you know, the, the fat leg, the, 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 the disappointed vet, uh, you know, then it's like, okay, how do we go from here? I highly recommend ACE or Sedevet, um, Better Living Through Chemistry. Um, I have always found, uh, for a while, I was really against it. Uh, and of course, we don't give uh, ACE to our stallions or anything like that. Um, but uh, I think we use Dorm for him. So that kept his feet on the floor. <laughs> and he was pretty, pretty uppity. So that was good to just, you know, calm him down. But whenever, I, at first I was like, I didn't want to ace them all the time and I didn't want to stick them with a needle and like I still struggle with that a little bit so ace pills work great too. Um, I do find every horse's metabolism is a little bit different so it is a little bit um, trial and error of what's happening but I always think about if I don't take the proper measures to um, make this horse in a place where they're going to make good decisions uh, I'm probably going to get bucked off and then the horse will be loose and then that will be worse. Or if I'm hand walking it, it's going to be jumping around and just acting, acting a fool. And uh, again, like that's also, um, you don't want that. Like we want to keep the horse quiet. A feed through supplement to just take the edge off is really good because we need to just keep the horse quiet, especially when the injury is acute. I would say, you know, be really mindful and keep the horse out of its flight and fright mode. Uh, and even if that feels like pretty like heavy footed and sedated, I mean, we don't, I mean, we don't sedate them till they're stumbling. I mean, that's totally unsafe. Um, but again, like you have to figure out the right mix. Um, we had one horse that we did dorm gel and just like put it in his mouth that, that helped. Um, sometimes we feed things uh, in their feed and give them some ACE. You know, it's really, you got to know your horse and uh, figure out what the right dosage for all of those things um, are. And of course, long-term 
sedation's not great. Um, but so is a broken leg is not great either. So, um, oh, Courtney Pfeiffer. Ooh, ooh, good question. Thoughts on reserping? Um, I hate it. I had a terrible experience with reserping. Um, Kelly Walker, I'm sure you remember. Uh, we were going down to Florida. We had thought Chip had broken his neck because he got loose because he was on rehab and uh, fell down outside. He stepped in a hole and ran into the fence. This horrible experience. And uh, he, because he, he was a wild Swede, Richard. <laughs> um, so to keep Chip quiet, like they were like, get, put him on reserving. And uh, he ended up, I'm surprised he did not die. Uh, we were leaving for Florida in like two days. There was an ice storm coming. It was like the worst day of my life. And we like, figured out how to put him on the trailer because I had like, I don't know, like 18 horses going. So, um, we were giving him reserving. He had like projectile diarrhea. He was not, I, we couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. Oh, it was horrible. And like, we got to Florida and dropped him off at the vet clinic. Like we got into town and dropped him off. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Christy Waisaki. Reserping scares me too. So bad. Oh my God. So he, I mean, he ended up it was, it was awful. And it was actually reserping, uh, intoxia, which was like, I don't know. He was allergic to it or overdose. I don't know. It was bad. So I stay away from reserping like as much as possible. It's, it scares me too. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, I do think when the vet is telling me something really drastic, like we need to do surgery or the rehab is going to be something extraordinary. I mean, if the horse has fallen and broken its hip, that's like a different story. Like, yes, you need to keep it on stall rest only, you know, there, there's some exceptions to the rules, but, um, Christiana, we had a, a really interesting, um, she is a brilliant vet, brilliant vet, but he was looking at her a 17 year old. I think he was 17 at the time and, um, that he should have stifle surgery. And I said, no, do not do that. Do not put that horse under surgery. Um, it's probably not gonna fix it. And I mean, the horse is back to fourth level, no problem. Like we did some other things, um, but I really, I mean, all everyone who is around me and knows me, I will do whatever it takes to keep that horse out of surgery. I mean, any kind of surgery. I just do not want to lay them down. Uh, anesthesia is, really dangerous for some horses. Um, so I, I will do whatever it takes to keep a horse off the table, no matter if that's like walking it all night or whatever. I mean, Ashley and A2, uh, just spent last week, um, up all night with a horse that we had a bad fever and, um, cellulitis, you know, so, um, you know, yeah, exactly. Christy, that's awesome. I agree. No surgery. I mean, it's like, oh my God. Um, so yeah, and she's also an extremely experienced horsewoman. So take it from us, you know, stay, stay out of that surgery wing. Um, another thing I would say about rehab is, I mean, of course it's going to depend on the injury and you should always double check with your vet, but my vets have always said you can always walk as much as you want and walk, 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 walk. Like, again, I think, um, 
I'm not sure who said it, but I, I always say it too. Um, motion is lotion. Like, get the horse moving. Get the horse out for grass. You know, nothing stimulates the horse's gut better than grass. Um, you know, and if you can't, if you can't turn them out, um, hand graze a lot with sedation because, you know, horses forget they're attached to you. And I mean, I, first and foremost, I never want the horse to be injured. I also, I also don't want to be kicked. I don't want my people to get kicked, but then if they get kicked, they let go and then the horse is running. So that's like, keep the horse quiet and safe under all accounts. Um, so again, like figure out what works for your horse and their, um, oh, one horse that didn't let us walk with a pastern fusing. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's so many things and, uh, I just keep asking questions till I agree with what they're telling me. <laughs> um, but another thing, uh, one, you know, one last point I really wanted to make was when a lot of times when my vets tell me that's going to be two weeks, I like to give it four. Uh, when they tell me two months, sometimes I give it four months. You know, I, I am not in a rush to get the horse back into the program. Like I feel like too many times we're not taking enough time. We have to give it time. It's like a terrible, um, thing to, in today's society that it's always like rush, rush, rush. And if you rush an injury, like it's coming back and it's coming back probably worse and that it's just not good. So I sometimes tend to, uh, give it extra time. Um, and we all like that first step of trot is like, Oh my God, my heart is always beating. And, uh, ugh, I, I just, I hate the first trot, you know? And then something that's very interesting. Um, yeah, Carol, God bless your commitment. Cause that was two years for Dewey. Fiji was the same. Fiji was so long and there was so much walking. There was walking twice a day, theraplating, icing. I mean, so many, so much stuff. And then, you know, for him to come back and win the four star in Wellington last March, I mean, it's just amazing. But I mean, I took my time with that horse and it's depressing. And sometimes I would even just like to keep myself inspired. I would walk the Grand Prix and I would be like, I can't wait till he's doing this again. Or, you know, and I'd sit there and I'd like pretend I'm piaffing, you know, to really have, you've got to keep your eye on the prize. You know, always think about having the end in mind. Where does this lead? You know, and sometimes when I have, uh, you know, gotten to the place where I've done all the rehab, this is actually what happened to summer. I have done all the rehab. We have shockwaved it. We've injected it. We PRP, you know, whatever. And it's like her body was just like pissed off at her own leg. Uh, so finally I'm like, okay, that's it. We're done doing anything. I'm just going to turn her out. Um, and now she's weaned off the ACE. She's actually acting like a very good girl. Um, and so, yeah, she, we can't offer like 12 hours of turnout, but for her, she gets like seven or eight. Uh, so that's a, you know, probably six to seven actually, um, which is a really long time because she, you know, as anyone, everyone knows who's <laughs> in my life, she is my kamikaze and she will zip across that paddock and wipe out and like, legs under the fence and I'm like, oh my God, we're, you know, just, oh, she's just like, or she checks on the fence. If it's not, if it's not strong, she's going to walk through it. Like she's so smart and so sassy. 
<laughs> but I love her. Um, I love Sid's uh, comment about a rope halter. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we handle, personally, most of our horses we handle with a chain. Um, and it's very important to make sure it goes uh, over the halter, through the latch, and then connect it up on the top loop and always make sure the buckle is facing outward. Um, never, ever, ever, ever take the chain through the bottom ring and reattach it. Oh my God, you do not even want to know what that looks like with a front foot stuck through that. So I'm just going to leave you with that image. It's a nightmare. I've not seen it in person, but I know two people who have seen it. So I just, I like, I have to be, I, I'm like that, I'm that girl at a horse show that I'm just like, mm, mm, mm. Uh, I would not, can you please not have your lead rope like that? <laughs> That's really dangerous. Um, Christy, yes, I'm batting three for three. Um, always a chain, always a chain. Um, I do think in some certain uh, circumstances, I agree with Sid, you know, we also have rope halter. Uh, that's always really good, um, but you need to be able to have control, like just a leather halter uh, with just the lead rope attached to the bottom um, is just like you're just you're, you're talking to deaf ears right there. So um, with some horses, we actually have uh, the chain and then a whip and we just keep the whip sometimes out in front of them, uh, depending on, you know, what what they like to do but you know summer was also like if that whip was in front of her she was like mm -hmm. you know uh you know always always well behaved um so yeah i mean we always take extra time i do if it's a really serious thing and the horse is facing you know something pretty dramatic um i like to get a second opinion um save the ultrasounds have the x-rays you know, it is your job to control what happens to your horse. Sometimes we cannot control the injuries that actually happen, but we can control how we react to them and the care we go for um, during the rehab process. So yeah, I hope that was helpful. And I kind of got on a soapbox there, but uh, it was good to have Christy agreeing with me. <laughs> and um yeah, I'm, I'm reading some of the comments about the chains and yeah, and Will too. Toy is totally right. Will, he was, I mean, he had to go to Toys and I mean, Toys Farm is magical. Has had, it has healing powers. Everyone lives forever. <laughs> and uh, he was showing pre-St. George, like they've, they've all come back, you know, and we always say, you know, Father Time and Dr. Green are always the best. Um, so it's always most important to um, take good care of your horses, do your best to uh, prevent the injuries in the first place with proper walking, proper fitness, um, good ground, uh, smart training choices. Oh, another thing, just quick before I go, if you go to a clinic and you haven't been working that hard, you need to tell the clinician your fitness level because that is like a nightmare of any of us who teach clinics. We would never ever want to do too much work, you know, for your horse that is not ready for that. But we don't know that. That's on you. Like you have to share with us and let us know uh, what's happening. So I think that's also uh, really important. And, you know, follow your gut. If the horse doesn't seem right, you know, say something. If your horse, um, if the vet is like, no, he's fine. And you feel something's really wrong, get a second opinion. We are 
the caretakers of these amazing, generous, I mean, they're directly from heaven. They're just amazing. We're, we're, it's amazing we get to have them in our life. Um, and so it's our job to take good care of them. So here's a toast to speaking up again. You know, that's, that's a theme. Yes, Vafel, exactly. Be your horse's advocate. Uh, they don't have a voice, so it's up to us. So yeah, I hope that uh, answers a lot of questions of our thoughts on rehab. And if anyone of you out there is rehabbing, I wish you a safe journey to soundness and keep your eye on the prize. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dressage Life with JJ Tate. Make sure to tell your friends that they can find us wherever they get their podcasts and be sure to subscribe, like, and leave feedback to help other dressage lovers inspire their rides too. For more information and education from JJ Tate, make sure to visit teamtateacademy.com slash podcasts. Once there, take the next step towards joining JJ's new generation of classical riders by signing up for our mailing list. And we'll say thanks by sending you a special gift, your own copy of JJ's ebook, Riding Your Horse Sound, a comprehensive guide to developing a healthy and happy dressage partner. The podcast you just listened to is produced and powered by Red Mare Enterprises, creating possibilities through branding, modern digital solutions, and project management. We know the horse industry inside and out.